Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, so Freedom of Religion South Africa says a moratorium on religious gatherings, even at the lower levels of the country's COVID-19 lockdown, is grossly unfair. And it's called for an urgent review of the decision. The executive director at um, at the Freedom of Religion South Africa joins us now on the line. He is Michael Swain. And uh, he, he is, I suppose, leading this conversation. And he joins us now. Good afternoon and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Mr. Swain. A pleasure and good afternoon to your listeners. All right, maybe let me allow you to put it forward and and, and tell us what your concerns are and what you are appealing for. Well, we're obviously concerned that when it comes to the faith community, there seems to have been little consideration given uh, in any of the lockdown levels that have been proposed and put forward to there ever being some Uh, return to any form of public gathering. Now, we're not talking about full services where everybody is all together. We're talking typically about where social distancing, where hygiene, sanitation protocols are observed. But at some point, we do believe that it's very vital that the faith community is allowed to re-engage and to play the role that it uniquely can in our South African society. Uh, We obviously agree and respect with the initial purpose for the lockdown, which was clearly to give the government enough time to ramp up our health services so that we are not overwhelmed when this infection uh, starts to take hold, because clearly there is at the moment no vaccine and no cure. And that is the purpose of lockdown. So lockdown for a purpose and lockdown and even an easing of lockdown with all the correct uh, protocols observed is, is, is very important. But to say to the faith community that even at level one, not even uh, the, the smallest of meetings would be permitted, we, we, we would at least like to have a discussion with the president on that. And representing the constituency that we do, um, we believe that it is an, uh, a very important question that needs to be answered. So who is your constituency? We represent, uh, in this particular matter, approximately 18.5 million uh, people from across the face spectrum of South Africa. And so, as a so in other words, it's not just Christians, you're saying all around, uh, all across, you said? Yeah, multiple, uh, uh, not, not every single face, but obviously, but obviously a, a very large representation. And that would, of course, include the uh, traditional indigenous African religions as well. Okay. And and everybody has consensus on this? Everybody has? Consensus on this? You, you all agree that you want to gather and you want to come back to what is no. a new normal? What, 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 what we have done is we have put a proposal together yes. with uh, proposals for the different lockdown levels. And we have sent that to the presidency, to the Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Parliamentary Portfolio Committee, uh, to the Minister of Cogturn, Kosozana Glamini Zuma, to her, her deputy, Parks Tao, uh, to um, the Nerve Centre, uh, to the Speaker of Parliament. So we have done everything we can to represent this position. And all we're saying is we, we do have a view. We have a constituency which in a democratic society is sufficient in numbers so that its voice should be heard. And yet to date, we have not been engaged by government in any way on this matter. And so therefore, we believe that it is important that these voices are heard and that at least uh, a discussion takes place so that we have the opportunity to express viewpoints and to hear viewpoints. Yes, but my question was, is there consensus on on what you're putting forward? You told me about the proposal, but I'm asking, you were saying you're representing 
across the board all kinds of religions, and I get that. Yeah. And I'm saying, is there consensus on what you're putting forward? Well, the consensus uh, that the document was signed off by religious groupings um, amounting numerically to approximately 18 and okay. a half million right. believers in South Africa. Right. So, yes, that, that would be uh, accurate. There okay. is consensus. All right. Let, let me just bring in Imam Omar, who is a leader uh, and Imam of the North and Northcliffe Mosque, who joins us now on the line. Imam, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Camilla. How are you? I'm um, well. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. And um, I know that it's it's for you specifically one of those times where it's Ramadan. Um, yes. Gatherings are crucial at this time generally. You also agree with the freedom of religion of South Africa and what they're putting forward? Uh, we agree in a way that... Uh, Yes, whatever is possible and wherever we can try and see that uh, uh, we can have congregations, mm. but keeping in mind that uh, uh, there, there, there are protocols from the side of the government and from the medical fraternity, so we have to keep that also in mind. You know, we cannot just all start congregating and getting people together, and that will, that is one of those uh, aspects that is... Uh, uh, that will be a cause of uh, the disease to spread or to our understanding that uh, it could be contagious in a manner where people will get together and it is a problem. So for, for, for that very reason, we have the lockdown and we have uh, people to to pray at home and people to continue with worship at home. Yes, everybody would like to see that uh, days of happiness again, where congregations, where people will meet, where people will pray together. But until then, yes, we have to take uh, the, the steps that are necessary and we have to uh, abide by what comes forth from the side of the, uh, the COVID council and from the government. So are you, are you saying that you're not a signatory to this um, uh, recommendation by Freedom of Religion South Africa? No, we are not uh, signatories to it, now. Okay. So, Mr. Swain, is the concern not that... I think we've seen some visuals that were quite disturbing at some point where there was a gathering of religious people and and the police had to come in and intervene and it wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty picture. Is the concern that, you know, policing religion is difficult, right? So if, if, if somebody steps out of line and the police come into a church and break up the, the, the this gathering, everybody's going to be up in arms, knows there's no respect for the religion and all of that. Do you not feel that that's part of why this is a very difficult decision to make? Because already there is such, you know, the, the resources of people to police is stretched and it's going to be hard to, to manage all that you say you'll be able to do. Well, we have, of course, put all the medical um, protocols and processes and recommendations in place in terms of the recommendations. And yes, it, it may be and you know, often is. And that's why there are um, people who are looking to ensure that these measures are, are taking uh, effect. But I think, again, uh, to, to take the viewpoint that you put the religious community of South Africa and the role that it clearly plays as it is woven into the fabric of our society and uniquely positioned to do things which government simply cannot, to put them in the same category as, say, nightclubs um, or sporting events is simply inappropriate. And yes, 
we do agree that there must be uh, caution and all the correct uh, processes observed. We know that. But at the same time, to say that uh, we must be locked down forever until there are either zero infections or hurt, yeah. If if I may just come in there, I think that the the, the issue is not a moral issue. It's about the social distancing. So you, you, you now you know, saying that you are put in the same category as a nightclub, it's almost like saying this. it's exactly the same reason why theatres are closed with all the, all the greatest intentions in the world. Theatres can do wonderful things, but you don't have it. Schools are closed because of social distancing. So I don't think the intention is to say that you are like a nightclub. The point here is to get people to be separated. No, but the, the point is that you can be separated. So, for example, in shopping centres, in down the mines, where there's 1.5 metres uh, between people, uh, in, in those instances, people are gathering together and they are social distance observing. And you can, in fact, do that in a very regulated way, in a, in, in a, in a if you like, a ring-fenced environment in the form of a, a church or a mosque or a synagogue or wherever. And you can keep registers, you can track people, you can actually have a better sense of where people are and how infections might be spread if you do that. So we just simply believe that we need to have the discussion. Uh, okay. And that discussion has not been forthcoming. So, so you, you, I mean, you've gathered signatures and so on. What's your next step? Well, the next step is, as I said, we have submitted our proposals uh, to government in, on multiple different platforms. We're exhausting every uh, opportunity to try and engage with them. And we will continue to do so. Uh, and that's really the hope that we have. We, we understand that a meeting took place today with the South African Council of Churches and the president. Uh, we were not involved in that meeting. We were not informed of that meeting, which, again, given the constituency that we represent, is unfortunate and probably an oversight. But we certainly are encouraged that the president is now talking with a sector of the religious uh, but I'm also, I'm also very now. This is worrying me because you are telling me that you are not part of the conversation that happened between the Council of Churches, and yet you're also telling me on the one hand that you've got a really great constituency. Yeah. Where is the disconnect here? Because at some point, and and I've just sp- spoken to an imam here who says no, they're not part of your signatory. Yeah. Who 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 are who is your constituency if you are so disconnected to some of the people that you are saying government is talking to? Well, our constituency, if, if, if you read our press release, uh, you would see all the different organizations and denominations and faith groups mentioned there. And numerically, as I said, it amounts to 18 and a half million. But be that as it may, we have submitted everything that we have developed to the South African Council of Churches. We have been extremely um, respectful of the role that they play, and we remain respectful of the role they play. We have asked them to engage with us. They do represent typically largely Christian denominations, which is the traditional churches, and not the many other groupings of churches. And they do not obviously represent other faith streams like traditional African religions. So, yes, they represent a significant grouping in the religious community, um, but they do not represent the entirety of the religious community. And I think what we need to find is a united position rather than a fragmented position. So, really, the uh, onus, in a sense, is on the SACC to please communicate with us and to let us know what they're doing. But they, unfortunately, uh, have not done so uh, as yet. And we're hoping to hear from them today. I need to take a quick break because it is time now for the headlines. I do beg your pardon. We just had a technical glitch there. Let me go straight to Utila Sago for the latest in headlines. It's 2.30. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM.
Thank you so much for staying with us and thank you very much to Utsile for the very latest in headlines. Let's just uh, continue our conversation. This is on the back of Freedom of Religion. South Africa has released a statement that they want to uh, uh, at least have a conversation with government. They want to be represented in thoughts around how they can come back together um, for religious purposes and so on. And uh, we've also had a conversation with Imam Omar, who's a leader and Imam of the North Cliff Mosque, who says he's not a signatory to to this particular petition. Um, I don't think it's a petition. I think it's sort of a a putting together of thoughts and their ideas of how they can come back together. And uh, they're also saying that the Council of Churches has not included them, although that they're saying that they think, or I think it's a fact, they're saying that they... They, re- they represent 18 million South Africans. That, I think, needs to still be verified. But let's take your calls because I- I'm battling with the 18 million bit and yet the imam says, no, you're not a part of them and the Council of Churches is not talking to you. So I must be honest, I am battling with the 18 million. But let's take calls 891 and let's go to, um, I think it's Wesley in Johannesburg. Good afternoon. Yes, thanks. Wesley, go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, I I think one can understand as a Christian, I'm a Christian myself, uh, when people want to worship. But I think we must be very careful uh, that we should not uh, be seen to be worshipping a very God who is not involved in our matters. And uh, I think uh, we must be careful also, and I'm not accusing the people who have a right to to do the petition. Mm. But I think we must also choose whether it's about God or about our own gratification. Ah. And uh, if if it is about us, then it means God does not really care what is going on in South Africa or even in the world for that matter. So that I think it's important for us really to make it clear that God understands and worship. You can worship at home. Uh, this is the time when we are being asked to really, really show how much we love God, not in crowds, but in the, because it's so dangerous. So many people are getting injured and so forth. Would God really want that South Africa must, in the name of religion, uh, you, you know, um, uh, get so involved with, 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 with People getting ill, getting dying, and the hospitals being overwhelmed simply because we wanted to worship God. Let us, for a change, worship God uh, quietly in our homes and worship God by not infecting other people, by not putting people into temptation. In our, our religion, as some says, we must not tempt God. And so I think I would plead really with the people to say, look, let's not let's not fight over this matter. Let's just be people that are supportive of what is going on, not just in the country, in the whole world. Thank you very much for giving me this time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Imam, do you want to come in here? Imam Omar? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Uh, I agree with the gentleman that we, uh, we should try and worship and bring worship into all parts of our life. Yes. At the instance or at this moment where we are worshipping at home, we should continue. Yes, in a congregation that, 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 that is much better and it has many other benefits. But in the current circumstances, we are worshipping at home. We are building the bond with our children. We are teaching them worship. We are teaching our family members worship, etc. Religion or worship of God 
can be done in many different manners and aspects also. It doesn't just mean that uh, a person worshipping or sitting on a, on a prayer mat, etc. But a person can be kind to others, show goodness to others, and that is the major portion of one's life. So at this juncture, we should try and, uh, uh, you know, expand the worship in different manners, although it is contained in our homes or within the boundaries of our homes and with our families. Yes, the day will come when things will open and uh, people will be able to congregate again. All right. Let me just take a call also from Reverend Wesley Mabuza, who is a former commissioner um, of this former commissioner of the CRL Rights Commission, uh, and that is that stands for the Rights of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Communities. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Reverend. Good afternoon. Well, I'm, I'm unfortunate I didn't say earlier that I'm, I'm that Wesley who spoke, the one you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm the former chairperson of the CRL Commission. I see, and, I see and what thank you mean. You, Thank you very much for having taken my call Absolutely. and I apologize for not stating that. A- I, at the I, time, I, yes. I, I didn't intend to embarrass you. Okay, no problem. So, so, but that's the point I really wanted to make, to say, please let us just try and let, let us not give the wrong impression about a God who does not care. Uh, God understand. cares and God understands and God knows what's happening because God is not the God that causes these things, but because God has let us to continue and live in life. That's why we do beautiful things, but we can also do terrible things. So let us just make people to understand that the worship of God is far more than just people coming together and gratifying themselves. Mm, okay. No, I understand it. And I thank you. Thank you very much for putting all of that in context about the role that you've already played as well. Bramoro, thank you so much for calling. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead, Bramoro. Um, thank you, and uh, good show also. First of all, you know, um, I'm disappointed in the title of the gentleman who's alleging or claiming that he's representing all those religious bodies. As the imam clearly indicated, he's not part, those sign, uh, signatories doesn't have his. And I'm, I'm 100% sure all the Muslim communities, there is no single imam who might have, it, who might have his, a signature on it. So there are certain things when we are doing the fact that we have majority of people, but not inclusive of all, doesn't mean we should take a, a title or a name claiming or alleging that we are representing the whole community. Meanwhile, just only few sects. Let's go to the Muslim community as an example. You know, Muslims are fasting, but no one is talking about opening mosque because this is a crucial moment whereby we need more mosque more than anything, more than mosque. One, one aspect is... As soon as Muslims break their fast, there is an Eid which they all go for. That Eid in most countries, either Islamic country, Christian country, etc., or secular country, that specific day is being made a, a general holiday for the whole country to enjoy, for the Muslims to benefit from it. In South Africa, we don't see such a thing. If the gentleman is claiming he's standing in favor of freedom of religion, that aspect, those are some of the things we expect him to fight for not lockdown, opening religion, opening churches in lockdown. He has to fight from the basic, which is giving holidays to the Muslims when they are celebrating their two Eid. In, South Africa is not a Christian country. It is a secular country. But then we all celebrate Christmas. We all celebrate uh, Easter, etc. Whereas the Muslims who are here, they don't even get a single holiday in their calendar. Similar applies to our traditionalists. So they must fight the right battles. 
and leave our lockdown, leave the president, leave the economy alone. We are okay praying home. We don't need a church. If you have a family, you can sit home, pray with your family. But no one should come on radio to make public noise that they are standing in favor of all religious bodies. Totally unacceptable. Thank you, Pierre. Continue your show. Thanks very much, Bramoro. You're your parting shot, um, uh, Michael Swain? Well, my parting shot is really just very simply to say that we have not said at any stage that we want to open now. What we're saying, we're now at lockdown level four. What we're saying is that as the lockdown levels ease, as this thing gets better, for want of a better word, that according to government at the moment, there is no point at which any form of religious gathering will be allowed. So when we can get on aeroplanes, where we can go to restaurants or accommodation, uh, that's fine, but somehow we can't meet as 10 people in a private home having a prayer meeting. So I, I think that's why we need to re-engage this thing, because clearly the religious community is not sufficiently considered, uh, at least up to this point, because it hasn't been in the government's regulations and lockdown levels. And the president has simply said one statement that we need to find a new way of worshipping. But that cannot mean that at no stage ever until this thing goes away will we be allowed to worship in any corporate form at all. That doesn't seem to be reasonable. It means basically you're shutting the religious community down from any public gathering until future notice. And I don't think that that is a reasonable position. And that's what we need from a constitutional point of view. We need to understand that the Constitution only allows these freedoms to be abrogated while they remain reasonable, proportionate and appropriate for the purpose for which they're being granted. Thanks very much, Michael Swain, who's executive director for SA Freedom of uh, Religion. And uh, Imam, you you want to have a parting shot? Yes, I would like to say that uh, we have a good government who has taken the the steps for the lockdown. And uh, let's abide by it as citizens and let us use our energies and forces and prayers that we have within ourselves, within the boundaries of our homes, within the boundaries or confines of of the lockdown and in this way yes the the the, the better days will come and uh, people will be able to congregate again it's not the end of it uh, we believe in a god who believe in in allah as the creator and the nourisher the provider of the entire universe he is aware of each and every situation god is aware of the situation that is taking place so let us turn to him he will not uh, you know uh, turn away any individual or any person that is alone also, or whether we are with families, or whether we are few or many. So we turn to God in prayers over and over again, and we ask each one to pray for the other and assist each other in these times of difficulties. And there are many, many other good actions that we can do uh, with, yes, with prayers also, and many other aspects. Prayer is our entire life whether it's working, talking, eating, sleeping, assisting, everything is prayer. It is your concern for humanity in every way. Thank you. Imam Omar, who is a leader and Imam of the Northcliffe Mosque.